Welcome to Money for Average Joes, a 12-part series on personal finance. I'm your host, Jason Weaver and Average Joe. Episode 2 is all about understanding where your money is going and then start course corrections so that you can kind of send the money where you want it to go instead. I'll cover tools and average spending by category so you can live better and have more money for when it matters most. I love this quote Chris Hogan in a study found that 93% of millionaires stick to the budgets they create. And you might say, are they millionaires and they want to spend their money and have a budget? Or more likely, they're millionaires because they had a budget, right? So you need one too. And essentially, the envelope system is the best budgeting system that I can find out there. You essentially say, here's how much money I have. You start allocating it to the different categories you spend your money. And then when issues arise, you reallocate. So a medical bill, something happens months over a month or whatever. It's going to take multiple months to, to catch back up. You're going to reallocate some of your emergency fund or some of your uh, you know, fun fund or eating out fund and you know whatnot. So I'm going to cover in future episodes, how do you make more money? How do you even spend less? Work, what can you do? Because some people honestly don't make enough money to cover all their expenses. And some people want to live a little bit better so that they can have a, a nice vacation yearly or, or whatnot. So definitely cover that in future episodes. There are three options that are close to the envelope system that I thought would be great to share with you. There are three free and then they all have premium options as well. So I use the app Mint. It's completely free. Uh, it's better for seeing where you overspent. Okay. It's not exactly a true envelope system per se, but I use it because it's free and it's on my phone and it syncs up everything. Uh, and then I review at the end of the month. And so it's not as good for course correcting in the middle of the month, for, for instance. So good budget uh, is from Dave Ramsey. And it's really great for forcing you to move money from one category to another when something changes. Okay. And some people really love the free option because then you have to manually enter everything and it hurts a little bit more because when you're using a credit card, uh, it hurts a little less or a debit card. So Excel is the last option. You could totally use Google Docs or Drive and share that with your spouse as well. But essentially, you, you have the categories where you're going to spend money. And if you don't know how you're spending your money now, whatever budget you make is going to be completely bogus. So you got to use a tool for a couple months, at least three, let's say. And then you can say, okay, this is where I'm actually spending my money. And all along the way, you can try, try to course correct, of course. But you got to get an honest picture of, you know, do I even have enough money coming in for my expenses? And then I just want to give you a quick refresher. Episode one was all about choosing your money roadmap. I take three kind of plans and I compare them even to Dave Ramsey in the free personal finance course by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And now if you kind of have a plan, that kind of helps you actually have a goal that you want to achieve with your money. So then you can go execute that plan uh, and reach those goals through a budget. It may take longer than you want, but you can do it. So you can actually manage less to win more. So my wife and I prefer to only manage the categories we always overspend in. And they just so happen to be the same that this American study by OfferUp found that 
essentially people have to cut back in or reduce their spending when they're way over budget or they're in debt. So most Americans prefer, 68% prefer to cook from home instead of eating out. 66% prefer to spend less on clothes and beauty products. I don't have any problem with that. (laughs) But uh, 55% cut down on meal expenses. Okay, so even when you're eating at home, not eating as extravagant. More pancakes, I guess. 46% skip social or extracurricular activities. So hanging out with friends. Got to get over that FOMO. 39% opt out from planning a vacation. So no vacation if you're really, really struggling. Or why not just do something local or go stay at your parents' house or go camping whatever's super cheap, or camp in your backyard, still have some fun. 13% took a supplemental or part-time job. That's something I'm going to cover later, you know, having a side hustle or building a business in a future episode. I really am a huge advocate of increasing your income, helps solve the problem more than reducing your spending. And then 7% moved to a cheaper home. And I hope that before you buy a home or pick an apartment, that you get to my episode about that so that you can, you know, not have to downsize or reduce your spending and you can, you know, spend less on things like your home that really eat up a huge percentage of your income monthly. Cause you know, if you're spending 35% of your income on where you're living, then that leaves a lot less for everything else that you need. So I also love this quote. It's from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints personal finance free course. Many couples believe that the solution to their financial problem is increasing their income. However, a divided approach to managing money can be far more damaging to a relationship than lower income or lack of financial resources. I love that quote because you and your wife have to become united. And so before I cover how the rest of the United States spends their money by categories, which is pretty neat. I want to mention to our listeners, I created the show as a supplemental guide as you attend with your spouse, the free local LDS personal finance course in your area by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Or it could be a supplement for any personal financial training. For instance, Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University is really good. But I've noticed that these courses don't dive deep enough at times into the specific tools available or pull from the best outside studies or resources that kind of have, you know, their framework. And I like to cover things like how do you actually know whether you should rent versus buy or which school is best for my degree or, you know, dive a little deeper. And so those are the things we're going to be covering, but I just want you to know that I'm not officially authorized or affiliated with the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, or Dave Ramsey, or any other personal finance course. I'm just sharing my personal journey and the best resources I have found. So let's cover how the U.S. government actually every year pulls information on on budgets, or how most households spend their money. Okay, And they report that back, and we can go ahead and look at it, and I have broken it down by a couple years, and then the percent of spending of that last year's worth of data. And so we can look and see most Americans are saying they're spending, you know, 10, almost 11%, 10.5% on food, 
which kind of surprises me because I love eating. <laughs> so I spend more definitely. And I'll cover how I spend my budget here in just a minute as well. Then I won't cover all of these, but I'll cover some of the big, most expensive expenses. So housing there at about 27% for the church's plan or course, that's high, 25 to lower, you know, closer to 20% or less is, is preferred. Then uh, we've got transportation, 13%. Okay, so most are choosing to spend a little more on their transportation than their food, which blows my mind. But hey, maybe they live far away from where they work and should actually consider that last option where you move uh, somewhere more affordable or closer to where you work, right? So you can spend less on transportation as well. So most are only spending 6.7% on healthcare. And I have to say, if that's the case, then most of them are actually getting free government healthcare <laughs> because 6.7%, uh, that's really low, right? And then there's a few more on there, like uh, it's, it actually says that most Americans have 18% or so left over. And that's got to be a lie because most people are in debt. So personal insurance and pensions, most are putting 9% towards that. Uh, Dave Ramsey would say, hey, if you can get closer to 15%, even better. And I know there's a lot of different studies and there's a lot of different places you find this information, but I, I thought that was insightful. Um, you know, entertainment, only 4.35, right? So I'm assuming vacations fall under entertainment. So that kind of surprised me as well. But... Uh, you got to remember this is you versus you, right? But if you're like way outside of one of these numbers, if you're spending 30% on food and you live in the United States and you have a, a high paying job and your average income is close to these stats of 60,000 back in 2017, for instance, then something's wrong, right? You're probably way over on food. So I, I want it to be you versus you and your situation can be unique, right? But if you're, like I said, three times more expensive on something like food, then you really got to focus on that. So let's talk about where I spend my money. You can actually look. I took a random three-month snapshot and just did the percentages right there from um, Mint. And Mint has its unique special categories. With good budget, you might have different categories. That's one thing that's interesting. makes it a little bit hard to compare, right? Like what falls into all these categories from these comparisons, Right, but for my home, I'm 23% of my income. Food, 18%. So definitely need to get that down. Uh, shopping, 15%. Need to get that down. Right, auto and transport. I'm 15%. So I'm actually a little bit. I think I'm a little bit better. Nope, I'm just a little bit worse. Two percent worse than the average American. So I could probably go down to two from two cars to one car if I wanted to. Um, Right, but I'm still pretty close on that, and then it just goes down and down from there. Healthcare and fitness is <laughs> mostly healthcare, so I'm not as fitness conscious as I need to be. Ten percent, right? See, that's where I'm thinking that ah, there's a little bit bogus when it comes to some of these stats that the government's pulling in. Uh, and then gifts and donations. So I donate ten percent of my income to my church, so I'm at ten percent, and then it goes down all like way down from there kids 3%, bills and utility 2%, fees and charges 2%. That was back when I was paying off my credit card. I do not use credit cards anymore for personal use. 
And so I don't have that problem anymore. So I got that 2% back. Yeah, that's probably why it's going to transportation. <laughs> uh, personal care, 1%. Business, business services, 1%. I think that's probably my... Uh, I don't even remember what that one is. <laughs> Uncategorized. You know, there's random stuff, 1%. You know, and it just it just keeps going from there down to eventually zero. So let's go look at Dave Ramsey. Actually, has a little bit more specifics when it comes to budget, but he gives you a a low and a high, right? And all these budgets really suck for divorced people, right? Because divorced people are very poor; they have two houses, so way too much income going towards housing, for instance. Uh, and so you're just going to have to deal with it. And if you have irregular income, best thing I can say is just only budget what you currently have uh, and, you know, try to make your money last. You know, if you're a seasonal worker, then plan to have money during the off season, right? So you have to save a boatload more money during the times you are making money. Uh, but Dave Ramsey's, uh, you know, he's got the low end that he recommends and the, and the high and you can fluctuate a bit but obviously if you did all the high uh you know that comes out to like 162 percent of your income right so i just took the average income on another study uh, 2016 saying the average income for american family was seventy three thousand dollars and then i plugged in you know the low and the high on everything from from tithing to housing to transportation uh and then you can see you know how much money it would actually cost you if you have the high budget or the low budget and how how much percentage he allocates you know 25 uh, percent for housing would come out roughly on the low end uh to eighteen thousand three hundred and ninety three dollars you can go through all of these on moneyforaveragejoes.com you just have to subscribe and you get access to the the 12 lesson course completely free. And then you can actually dive into each one of these. I'm just trying to think what else would be interesting on the high end for housing, $25,751. That's just, it's too high. I mean, if you're at 35% of your income for your house, trust me, you're going to be, I think they call it house poor, right? Cause you just, all your money's going to your house. You have no money for anything else. Unless you're a way high income earner, 200,000, 150,000 a year, and uh, you're paying twenty five thousand or thirty thousand, but you have, you know, twenty thirty thousand a year going towards your 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 savings or your investing. You know, yeah, you can do that. I'm not saying you should. Maybe you should give more, help more, or do whatever else with your money too, as well. But I mean, thirty five percent is a bit insane for the average American. Just don't do it. Okay. Uh, transportation the low end ten percent, right? So you can see how this varies from how. The United States general populace is spending, how Dave Ramsey recommends. I found that his categories are pretty great. The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints doesn't give very specifics on those categories except for, like, housing, right? Um, so, you know, it's good. your budget's going to be your budget, and you got to do what you got to do. But I hope these comparisons help you see, you know, even me, I'm not average. I'm not an average American. You're probably not average American and then, uh, like I said, Dave Ramsey from from one of his books, I pulled these. I think I pulled these stats. I think he's moved away from that thirty five percent for your housing stat. And that was episode two. Show notes 
and how to gain access to the resources from the nine principles course covered today with the bonus courses that bring us up to 12 can be found at moneyforaveragejoes.com. Just subscribe and you'll have full access to everything for free. By educating yourself and applying what you learn today, you'll gain new skills and have fun and have money for when it matters most in your life. The show social media hashtag is MFA Joe's no apostrophe. Please take the time to share something you learn online or share it with your friends. This show is for general education. I am merely a financial coach. I am not a certified advisor or planner. I have not reviewed your situation. So this episode is not considered personal financial advice for you. This is general education. So this is Jason Weaver with Money for Average Joes. Have a good day and I'll see you next time.